I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. Damn, it's only Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. Mm. Thank you so much for tuning in at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. We appreciate all of you who have done so already. The one in nine Syracuse Orange will head to Notre Dame to take on the undefeated Irish in their last game of the season. And Greg Paulus, along with his Purple Eagles, they'll head to an empty dome to take on the one in O Syracuse Orange for basketball. We'll let you know what we think there. So um, we will also do some. We're going to do some fan feedback from the last episode. We asked for your feedback. You gave us some. There's there's a couple things to talk about there. And, you know, the, the Syracuse women's basketball team is off and running. Tiana's back, and we're going to hit that up. We did mean to hit that up in the last episode, but that episode just ran so long. So we'll just hit that up quickly. And then we're going to talk about Syracuse-Niagara and also do our ACC picks. So a lot to get to. But first, you thought I was going to go into a read, didn't you? You did. Fooled you. Uh, ah. Some bad but could be worse news, Joe, on Sadibi. Uh, the yeah. MRI showed a torn meniscus, a projected four weeks return. Surgery was today. That announcement came yesterday. Going in there today for surgery. So as we look at this schedule, looks like he's going to miss games against Snyder, Ryder, Rutgers, Boston College, Buffalo, Notre Dame, Wake Forest, and hopefully be back for UNC. Yeah, That's, that's uh, four weeks, and we don't know. I'm just, I'm just going off of... What we said. So we do know what the lineup kind of looks like. Are we going to see some Anselm? Are we going to see some Bobby B? You know, Jesse Edwards. <laughs> We're going to have to, right? You can't right. play yeah. those those six guys, you know, for that yeah, many I mean, games. But he has before. So I know he has. And City B, that news really actually was was um, when I heard that I was I don't want to Re- cheer for relieved? injury, but I was like. <laughs> uh, kind of relieved because I was relieved. ACL, MCL, anything like that, he's done. Uh, so having it being a mis- meniscus, only missing what four to five weeks, mm-hmm. uh, 
definitely going to be back sometime this season. The only thing that I'm really worried about is the fact that he's actually had, you know, obviously knee and in, knee injuries and problems with his knees before with the arthritis and stuff like that. So you just hope that something like this doesn't <clears throat> maybe flare something like that up, or maybe he doesn't come back as fast because he's had issues there before, but uh, hopeful for a speedy recovery. Uh, Cause we're going to need him down the stretch for sure. Any of the previous knee injuries going to hamper the recovery you think at all or what? Well, it's tough because I think what they said before was like it was arthritis, right? And yeah, he some had some of it was was like almost like a growing thing, like uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he had to learn how to do a little bit of therapy, learn his body a little bit, and mm-hmm. figure out what he needed to do to kind of get rid of that. Uh, but you never know how stuff like this affects that. So I'm not a doctor, I'm not going right. to pretend to be. I know. So. <laughs> I know. I know. But I thought for the sake of argument. So uh, well, let's hope four weeks. Let's hope he's back for UNC. What we kind of know what we're going to have, you know, after the game against Niagara, I think we'll have obviously a better idea. They're going to get some practice in and we right. will evaluate from there each game like we always yep. do. And by the way, we this show. Believe it or not, in only what two hundred and sixty something episodes or whatever, this is our fifth year of covering Syracuse basketball on the show. So, congratulations to us. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that we're Damn. going in? We've, Five. We're going into our fifth year. It's crazy. That's weird, isn't it? I can't believe yeah. I put up with you for this like long. It looks like you've aged ten. Thanks, so bro. Appreciate that. I'll take that compared to what my wife says. <laughs> so, uh, look. It was 615 days since Tiana played basketball, and we all watched her battle cancer and survive that, and she's back with the rest of the Orange women. Uh, they were a preseason projected into the final as a Final Four contender. She racked up 16.7 rebounds, four steals, and three assists in Sunday's game versus Stony Brook, and I watched some of that. You've got, you've got this other we'll, – we'll get to her real quick, Joe, but this freshman – Camila Cardoso, 6-7, center from Brazil. She also scored double figures, 14 points, off the bench in 13 minutes. And senior Kiara Lewis and Tiana, they both combined for 24 of Syracuse 50 points. And so, Joe, when you look at this, we, we, we went through this with Rex, and we watched Rex get after this and be cancer and come back on the field and Tiana being able to come back. It's a little bit of a different feel with, with Tiana being kind of – you know, the real, you know, the real leader out there on her team and being kind of the right. focal point of that team and coming back and playing another year and yeah. with a legit shot to really go deep in the tournament this year. And, you know, what? basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is this team's going to be good this year. This team's going to be good. Um, yeah. Matt um, underscore Sherman, I think that's 52, on Twitter, he reached out. And let me get that right, what his handle is. I know who he is, but I'm, not, I'm trying to get his handle right. Yeah. He reached out on Twitter. He's like, man, you guys didn't talk about Tiana. And Joe and I, last episode, we were like, man, we should have, we were going to hit that up and we just ran yeah. too long. And we were just yeah. like, you know, we're, you know, we'll, we'll hit it up later. But, you know, the point being, this team's going to be good. I think that um, it's, it's worth the watch. And, you know, it's, it's like the, four, I'd say it's probably the fourth sport rivaling, you know, got football, basketball, lacrosse, women's basketball. Yeah. Well, I, I think with this coach, um, <clears throat> Quentin Hillsman, uh, he's been good. Obviously, they made a Final Four before. He's kind of brought Syracuse women's basketball to the forefront. They've been ranked numerous times. Uh, 
I remember Tiana. I mean, Tiana had a great junior year. They're talking about her going straight to the WNBA until we found out that she had cancer and has, she had to go through that whole ordeal. And um, last year without her, uh, the team struggled. Uh, Kiara Lewis definitely stepped up and um, they had some good games some bad games. I think they had some issues with consistency. But you're talking about bringing back Tiana, who's, you know, was a WNBA type looking prospect before, you know, cancer. And the fact that that team had to grow up last year without her. And now you bring in, I believe, a top five recruiting class they had uh, this past year. Yeah, that freshman from Brazil, bro, she's the yeah. real deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So there's no doubt in my mind that, that this team is going to be a good team. It's going to be uh, a good story. Tiana's last year coming back from what she battled with, uh, with these, you know, uh, with the the returners that – that went through last year and and had some good games and some bad games, some ups and some downs, learned some stuff. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. You get those those girls back with, with the recruiting class they have. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Uh, it's going to take a little while, obviously, yeah, to they, they got, figure it out. They got to knock the rust deep. off a little bit. They're deep, and um, you know, hopefully, obviously, you know, there's always the COVID stuff, but uh, they're going to be good, man. By the end of the, by the end of the season, they're going to be good. They're going to be a fun team to watch, and I think it's going to be a team that, uh, you know, the hometown can be proud for. You know, yeah, and I know it's that just, there's a lot of people that poo poo on you know women's sports or women's basketball and stuff like that, but uh, you know, when you looked at Connecticut, they used to what well, sell out, five, you know what I mean? Was, right. So yeah. what'd they win? Like five championships in a row or something well, like that? It's probably more than that. But again, you know, if you can bring a good product to, to the court, then, you know, the, the fans in the hometown are going to support it. And I think this is going to be a team well worth supporting. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just hopefully we can, we can have our fans there in person to support this at some point during the year. And that goes for obviously both the teams, but to watch two young, right. two young, uh, uh, 
adults, I guess, come come battle cancer, come back and play for SU, both within a you know, well, two years of one another, kind of really. Right. Um, just kind of a crazy, amazing story. And what are the chances? In 615 days since she was in uh, real competition on the court, and really just shined. I mean. It was like she yeah. didn't skip a beat. The the team was working on gelling together, but it was like she never stopped. So congratulations to her. Big shout out. We're proud of her, obviously, for Absolutely. for that. And um, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. And next, next, we're gonna talk football. But first, right now, we're gonna talk bet online. Joe, title sponsor for this show. Cuse Militia for the currently missing tie thoughts. Tie. Where you been, buddy? Where's he been? I talked to him a little bit over the weekend. He's busy. I know he's busy. So um, look for some more tie thoughts, maybe to wrap it up. And also, a uh, it's, it looks like it looks like we need to do a, a football wrap up with Tyler. We did one last year. And we might have done one the year before that. So anyway, look for that. Um, yep. Also, the title sponsor for Armchair Media, as I reel myself back in here. Look, we talk a lot about fans being live. But, you know, there's not always the opportunity is going to present itself. And that online's going the extra mile to make sure you can still get in on all the action. They're going to give you the spreads, the totals, the team, player, and coaching props to bet on. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to bet online today. Use the promo code armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. And look, I talk about bet online twice an episode. And I talk about our other sponsor, Manscaped. I use both of these. I really do. And it's the first time I've used both sponsors that were on the podcast at the same time. So I just thought I'd mention that. Why? I don't know. Just oh, popped, good for just, you. Just, just, popped, just popped in my head. Just popped in my head. Oh, yeah. good That's for right. you. So, and how was it? It was actually a little bit lackluster on the delivery of that, I think. I need to work on it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Not bad, though. Not bad. eh. So, look, Syracuse versus Notre Dame, folks. Anything Hmm. can happen, right? That's why we play the game. Could you imagine if Syracuse went into Notre Dame and just just held with them long enough to kick a last-second field goal or something? Could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine? Not this year. Could. (laughs) But I'm just saying. Let's just say it happened. How amazing would that be? It'd be great. It'd be great. I know Orange. Ch- I know right. Orange Chuck, right now is like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? It's going to happen." So, Ian Book, quite the superstar, as we all know, if you've been watching him, if you watched him last week, and just chucking stuff in the air and it just gets caught, uh, you know, obviously got the players around him to help him to help him out. And uh, despite being 51st in the country in passing yards per game with 227, he is 16th in total yards. Obviously, the per game thing. A little bit skewed, um, maybe because the different amount of games everybody's played, and it's just kind of a mess. But he is completing 61% of his passes, 12 TDs, and only one pick. However, he, he is second in rushing yards, too, for the Fighting Irish, with 412 yards and six touchdowns. First in rushing would be Kyron Williams, approaching 1,000 yards on this season. Uh, he sits at 901 right now. Um, and he's averaging 5.6 yards a carry. Now, Notre Dame, get this, Notre Dame is 24th in the country in total offense with 462 yards a game. Juxtapose that with Syracuse's total defense. They're allowing 
464 yards a game. So right at two yards off of Notre Dame's average. But it, it, mm. it gets better. Listen to this. Uh, Notre Dame's uh, total defense ranks 11th, allowing 304 yards a game. Now, they're tied for 16, 16th in rushing offense with 233 yards a game. And, guys, Syracuse is sitting at 109th, allowing 223 rushing yards a game, So, which is a ton, is a ton, and 10 yards off. From Notre Dame's average, so yeah, I could I could keep going, Joe. Uh, obviously, the strategy here for Notre Dame would be to to pad this lead early enough to sit the stars and still pull off a win heading into the ACC title game with Clemson for a rematch. Um, and obviously, I would say Syracuse's strategy is to make that as difficult as possible. And obviously, if you can win, pull out the win, but right. make them play, make them play the whole game. Of course, right. So I don't think there's I mean this is our bowl game, right? I think yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do we what else do we have? Right? I mean, we the Clemson game was was early and you know, this is all we've got left. This is our last hurrah. Yep. And it could end bad. <laughs> you never know. Well, like if you remember that, that right, if you're going to go, I mean, what think about it. Even seniors and stuff like how many chances you have to go to Notre Dame? play against the number two team undefeated and just throw a wrench in their season. I mean, that's exactly my point. And that's my hopes. I remember the last time Syracuse played Notre Dame and I think we had just lost to we not just lost, but we had only lost to Clemson, right? Going into that game. Is mm-hmm. that right? And, yeah. and, 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 and they were so good. And, and we went through the whole spiel and my, my brother-in-law is a Notre Dame fan. And there was another podcast that actually, uh, invited us, invited us on their show, and they were a little nervous. And you know, freaking what? First drive of the game, Eric Dungey's out with back injury or whatever that was. Remember that? Yeah. We yeah. ended up losing like thirty. Devito had to play. Yeah. Yeah, ended up losing thirty-six to three or something crazy like that. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have a point. I was just saying. Remember that. Remember that. How awesome that was going in that game. We thought we had a chance. Now we're going into this game, and we don't really think we have a chance. So. You know, our expectations are a little bit different. So let's just see what we can do. Just like going into the NC State game. Like, our expectations were not there. Okay, this is a this is a 33.5 point spread right now, which we'll get to in the ACC right. Picks of the Week. That's a mm-hmm. lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's the smartest thing for them to do. And again, I mean, they, could they run it up and then kind of – Sit their guys and stuff. Yeah, but that's not really all of the games that they've had this year. Most of the games have been kind of you still got to play your starters. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> Duke, they only beat by 14 the first game of the season. Now, South Florida, they killed. Florida State, I think, scored some points late. They killed but Louisville 12-7. They beat Pittsburgh 45-3. to Georgia Tech 31-13. But since then, it's been kind of like a game. Clemson, Boston College, North Carolina, they've been close. Um and I just don't know where I'm not privy enough to Notre Dame's injuries. And really, they no coaches are saying anything about anything. But the smartest thing for them to do would just be to ground and pound and kind of sustain long drives. Keep us off the field as far as offensive wise and, and just put points up on the board. Ian Book, uh, he runs, he passes. He's only got one interception uh, this whole season. So they're an efficient team. They're not really prone to turning the ball over. Um, 
we'll see because our defense kind of can, but their biggest thing has been their defense. This is going to be the best defense that we've played all year. And with the offense that we have, I just, I don't, it it could be ugly, man. Yeah, of course it could be ugly, Joe, but you know, if you want to be negative and talk about it like that. That's fine. If they sleep on us, that's fine. But nobody's really been able to run the ball on them this year. And, you know, I just think it's going to be a lot of just taking chances and dinking and dunking like we have been. But I just don't know how well it's going to be against Notre Dame. That's just. Oh, dude, you know, that's going to be brutal. The simple playbook. They're going to go throw the last hurrah. Rex Culpepper. This is probably your last start, right? Like, go out there and. Do do whatever you know. Sometimes yeah, dude, that, that bon, stuff happens. Bon Jovi, right? man, living on a prayer. That's it. Sometimes that <laughs> stuff happens. Yeah. Weird things happen sometimes. But this um, in, and this is the last game of the season, and yeah. it's been a brutal season. And I can just tell, you know, in the fan feedback, in the downloads, all of these things. Yeah, you know, everybody's over it. Which is why I think it would be, a fr- it would be not only awesome but freaking just hilarious to go out there mm-hmm. and make this a game. I mean, look. I mean, Babers with Babers almost every year we get an upset, right? So. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this. Is, I know. I mean, I know it's a long shot and it's a different kind of year, but. Yeah, it's a just, way. It's a way different kind of year. Yeah, that that that's for sure. So anyway, we'll get into the pick. Of course, we'll do that one first. Obviously, I want to switch gears here. And what what do you want to do, Joe? Do you want to do the fan feedback real quick or do you want to get into this game? Because I didn't really have an no, order. You want to do the game? I'm asking first. Fan feedback. But, huh? Fan feedback. OK. All right. That's what I was going to do. That's how I had it set up. So um, let's see here. All right. At Demidome 9, he said he listened to the whole pod. Uh, it's a pandemic. What, am I, what else am I supposed to do? Because we were joking his hour and 24 minutes. Uh, to answer the question on whether they should be shorter or longer, maybe 24-hour pod marathon. All proceeds go to charity, Joe. What do you think? <laughs> it would be very embarrassing to only – I would be pitching in hundreds of my own dollars just to make it look like we did something. That's why we're not going to do that. But that's a great no. idea. That's a great idea. Oh, God. I don't, great, know. I, don't, I don't know if I could do it. What do you mean? We did every day for a week or something like that. Hour a day. That's seven hours. That was hell. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, at, oh, I th- at D-Rads, it's why'd he spike the damn ball is his, is his, his, his title name there, uh, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, I like the longer episodes as long as there's substance, but this one was good. I think the COVID protocols per each state in their guidelines – uh, also, why don't you use Q's Waterboy's fan feedback for the last game? Well, you know, I had thought about it, and I was going to use one and not the other. They were both good. I didn't know which way to go, and at the end of the day, I, I, um, the one I was going to use, I already passed, and I already had it set up for the fan feedback. So that's why. And I tried to explain that, and I know he hates me, but it's okay. Um, at Golfer Garden, hey, guys, love the podcast. Always fun. I'm very nervous about listeners who heard a bit about COVID protocols. You referenced that people with symptoms are really are not really spreaders, which isn't true. The period before you have symptoms is the most contagious. Please be careful. Okay. So 
we had mentioned asymptomatics and look we're not scientists this is this is a this is a mostly opinion show unless otherwise stated but you know i figured we'd clear this up because i thought i had said something like i just you, you know you had said they're not they're not um asymptomatic people aren't spreading it and obviously that was a broad a broad statement Right. And and I had said, well, yeah, you know, they're just not spreading. They're not super spreaders. I went back and listened to it, and, and that's what I said. Yeah, so, that's what you said. Yeah. Um, right? So, yeah. um, I mean, and you can go back and look as far at far back as February and as, I think as recent as June where the WHO, which, you know, the WHO, in my opinion, uh, I don't trust them. Okay? So you could take it for what it's worth. But they said that asymptomatic cases weren't a major cause of the viral spread. But and right. that's their position. But they've also flip flopped numerous times. Oh, that's and that's that's <laughs> right. the problem, right? Is that there's yeah. so many there's been so many differing opinions of some right. of the things, so I don't really even know where there could be truth to it. I could just only imagine that in a situation where you're already social distancing and then, you know, hearing in some instances that they're saying that asymptomatic people aren't the super spreaders. Um, and then they're keeping their distance on top of that. It was kind of just me using Jim Bayheim as an example in his example of how he was practicing and keeping their social distancing and stuff like that. You know, as far right. as me just saying and kind of agreeing with Jim that he didn't put himself in a situation ever to where somebody could have caught it from him, whether he knew he had it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, there was, there's been, there's been numerous studies and you can look at all these. I'm not going to go through them all, but where they tested no. 300 asymptomatics and they, they all tested positive, but none of them had the live virus, which means they're not contagious. You can go through and you can look and definitely find stuff that says asymptomatic people are, you know, the most contagious. And you can look and right. say, you know, and his argument is obviously that, you know, before you're showing symptoms is the worst time, you know, where you're the most contagious, but you can. My point is, you can find confirmation bias on 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 anything, anything. Right. Because, like you said, they flip flop so many times on this stuff. It's like, well, what do you what do you use? What do you take? And Brownstone well, did. Well, and to what he said too, what like before you show symptoms is like bef the most. Like sometimes it's you're most apt to spread it, but that's for people that aren't asymptomatic, right? Because people that are right. asymptomatic don't really get symptoms. Well, there so. are, there are, there are. So there was one thing that I seen a while back where they were, there was people with mild case with mild symptoms, but not enough to bother them where they just like, Oh, I got a headache or whatever. And they never went and right, got right. checked out. And in those people, those mild, mild symptoms, I mean, maybe they're getting lumped in with asymptomatic. Like I have no idea. None of us really right. know. None right? of us really know. Okay. Yeah. My point of bringing this up is that um, take everything we say with a grain of salt, do your own research. Obviously, we were just having a conversation. And I don't, I yeah. don't want to go too much further into that. But, you know, you look at kids in school, if anything, asymptomatic. Uh, kids have been in school. My kids been in school for a couple months, and now they're taking so them out. Is, yeah. No reports of large outbreaks in schools. Okay? Uh you know, so why are we doing that? Same thing. Uh, we're right. shutting down things that are have proven not to really spread this thing in any significant way, like gyms. And we're okay? not making I, light of it, right? We're just no, showing no, no, in no, these no. Specifics, in these specific scenarios, this yeah. is what has happened, right? So. Right. I mean, look at gyms, okay? I haven't seen a gym since the 90s, bro, okay? I don't care about gyms, but they're not spreading it. I'm not seeing it. I don't see any reports on it. I'm not seeing it. All right, they got protocols there. You got schools. I mentioned that. There's no significant even even some of the Corona Bros 
will say even say schools aren't spreading it, but they're still shutting them down. So why outdoor dining and sports? Mm. So I mean that's uh, that's where I got I, nothing. Huh? I mean that's just None where I was coming from answer. with that. Exactly. That's just where I was coming from from that. And there's so many. There's so much information out there. You don't know what what's what sometimes right so anyway and there was there was more but we appreciate the feedback i think i got out of the feedback though that you know an hour and of hour of us is plenty hmm. it's plenty okay well an hour with you is plenty for me i'll tell you that touche fair enough fair enough all right let's get into niagara but first one more time. Let's do this. Bet online. You know it. Title sponsor. Armchair Media. Houston Militia. Uh, you're not going to get to a game in the Dome likely this year, but you can get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts look. If you are looking for something for your significant other this Christmas, you know, no, no? someone show. should sh- someone sh- should send Joe this. Okay, if you're, if it, isn't it Giving Tuesday or something? Give Joe the love of the 3.0, the lawnmower 3.0. That is right now Manscaped. They have the perfect package 3.0. Okay, this is this is a this is a package equipped with all of the things Joe needs to stop being gross. Okay? And we've talked plenty before about, you know, if you're if you're doing the little manscape action below the belt, don't do the manscape action, you know, around your lips, Joe. Okay? It's just gross. Why are you all talking right? to me like I what? do this? <laughs> what do you mean? You do. That's why I'm saying it. So we look have a camera in my bathroom? No, Joe, I've, I've heard. Plus, you're pretty close to my brother, and he told me to. So, all these products are great. You got the Lawnmower 3.0. You got the Crop Preserver. That's the anti-chafing cream. Put that down there. Don't chafe. No one wants to chafe, all right? And they also got the nose and ear hair trimmer, which is phenomenal. Some Something about a really powerful motor. Don't have it in front of me currently, but really, really powerful. The, man, the Lawnmower 3.0, by the way, Contour design. Skin same <laughs> Joe. Joe's currently picking nose hairs out. Doesn't even water his eyes no more. He does it so much. Sicko. Um, look. Look, if you order right now, Manscaped's going to send you a pair of boxers. They'll keep your junk fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those used pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season. So go to Manscaped right now. Use the promo code armchair and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Please stop being gross. By the way, I'm sure your, your ladies would appreciate it. Those of you who have ladies. Right, Joe? Yes, sir. All right, Syracuse versus Niagara. Now, Niagara played last night, and I meant to check this. Oh, my gosh. Y'all caught me with egg on my face. What'd they do, Joe? What did they do? I don't think they played, bro. Oh, really? Thought they were supposed to play Stony Brook, actually. No, it was canceled. Okay, well. Yeah. So, Niagara's first game will be uh, at Syracuse this Friday. 
Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> I'm so prepared right now. Yeah, December, December 3rd. Yep. December 3rd on Thursday. So, um, got some returners. A 1.88 meter, 72 kilogram guard. What, what does that mean? I have no idea. I have no idea, Where but that's that how they're from? listed. <laughs> there's no Where? way. ESPN. There's no, wow. there's no way to tell how tall he is or how much he weighs you, using that formula. There's no way to tell. We'll never know. Who is he? It, 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 this is junior guard Marcus Hammond. He averaged over 14.3 yeah. points last year. 6'2", 160 pounds. There you go. You will never know. For sure, unless you get unless you. you speak American about it, four point six rebounds in two point nine assists per game, uh, assists per game on his uh, way to earning first team honors last year. Uh, junior guard Raheem Solomon averaged nine point six points a game, three point six rebounds, and shot thirty nine point five percent overall, thirty four percent from behind the arc. And senior forward Greg, oh man, you got me. You got me. I practiced this one before the show. Greg Krathom. Huh? No. Krathom. No. There's no M. There's well, there is an M. There's no TH though. Kakamensa. Kakamensa. Greg Kakamensa. Average 8.4 points a game. Nicholas Krathom. Oh. Average 8.4 points a game, 3.5 rebounds, and shot 48% last year. And we might see some of senior guard Justin Roberts. He chucked up 127 from behind the arc last year, and he made 42.5%. That's pretty damn good. Uh, James Towns, you might remember him from last year. Uh, Big loss. Guard shot 44%. Average just over 11 points a game. And they 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 don't even have any... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Anybody coming into this program, according to ESPN, there's no one coming into this, to this program this year. So they've got a lot of guys returning, and that's who they've got. That's pretty much it. Um, there they got a couple, I think they got a couple freshmen. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Um, Greg Paulus, obviously, uh, he exceeded expectations last year, got himself a contract extension. And the Purple Eagles, actually, they're not, they're actually not projected to be too awful. Um, they're, they're, fini- they're, they're projected to finish around um, somewhere in the top four in the Metro Atlantic. So I not, I'm not sure what we're going to see from Syracuse on this one, Joe. I am a little bit apprehensive. And uh, just for the simple fact that I do want to see improvement, obviously, and that's kind of where I stand. And, and with CB, Sadibi being out, we'll see how good these these guys mesh uh, coming into this game. But um, it goes without saying that, you know, I think we need to do a little bit better on closing out and giving these guys open looks. Not really, really sharpshooters, but, you know, how that goes with Syracuse. And you give these, you give these guys open shots, and they're going to take them. And that's yeah. going to be their strategy. No, oh, And does Greg Paul yeah. still play quarterback? Probably and will he in just spare time. And will he just stay here on Friday and travel with the team? <laughs> um, so these guys uh, last year, they kind of didn't give us like a fit. We were up 13 and a half, uh, one by 14, but they were supposed to be picked to be in the bottom of the, the Metro Atlantic, like you said. And um, Paul's came in, and I think he, I believe he won coach of the year. Um, and he did good enough to even go from interim to actually get an, ex- an extension. Um, as you spoke, uh, Marcus Hammond, Raheem Solomon, and Justin Roberts, those are going to be the main guards that are in there. Uh, Kuka Mensa is a uh, 6'6 forward. Um, and they do have Nicholas Kretholm, who is a 6'9 forward. But they don't really have height. So this isn't a game that the city be leaving or not being able to play. Um, it's not going to really hurt us. We're going to be able to put Mark in there at center. He's going to be bigger than anyone else on the other team. And uh, we should be okay. I think the biggest thing here is they're going to play like exactly what you said. They're a guard-heavy team. They're going to try to penetrate, kick out, get threes. Uh, Marcus Hammond and Justin Roberts both shot over 40% from the three-point line last year, and they shot a bunch of them. So they can make them. Um but my I guess my biggest thing, and I guess it goes to how we were playing and what happened with us, but these guys, they got shut down for most of the end of November uh, because of COVID protocol. And they, I think, believe just started practicing back up again on Sunday. So they're going to have four days of practice. And if, you know, like what Bayheim was talking about and everything, um, not practicing for two plus weeks and then coming in and only getting four days to prepare for a team like Syracuse who just got a game in and now are currently practicing. Um, that's going to be a tough, tough go for them. But yeah. I like Paul as a coach. Um, 
and I think this team can be um, can be pretty good in their conference this year. Uh, they definitely overachieved last year, and you know we shall see. But why do you have so much energy today? I gotta ask. What do you mean? Why? Why? Where'd you get the energy from? Why do you feel like I have energy? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. No. I'm disappointed. No, you're being sarcastic. Yes, oh, that was a sar- joke. Okay. Come on, you know better than that. You know better mm. than that. Okay. I'm sorry. I think we're both lacking on the delivery today. It's been a long day, I, I, man. I know. It's been it was, a long day. It was a long day for me too. It was. So I apologize. Um, so so. You know, what's unfortunate, too, about the basketball season is that it's not easy to do the ACC picks. Okay? we, we Remember we tried it last year and it just didn't work oh, that yeah. good? Yeah. Well, so, because so many teams play in, like, different days. So. I know, and in, in the in the spread comes out, what, 24 hours ahead of time maybe? Sometimes not even, you know? So right, yeah. Football comes out, like, a week before. It sucks. It's tough to do, so we're not going to get to do any of that, but... It is a grind. It is going to be fun. I, I still I still don't, you know, like I said, I'm apprehensive to see really what we've got. But I don't think, you know, we're going to get – I'm not using this as an excuse either. But going into the Ryder game, you know, I think you you really probably are going to have a better idea. Not that Niagara is, like, not going to be any good, but – I'm worried right. about this season and how what we've already dealt with with Syracuse and Bryant and now Syracuse and Niagara, where you've got kind of you got a kind of a handicap, you know, on on teams mm-hmm. here and there, and yeah. um, to the point of what we were why we were mentioning all that stuff last week and played that clip of Coach is because they need to figure it out and they've had almost they've had eight months to figure this season out. And yeah. you think they'd have done a better job already, and they haven't. And if we're going to see a lot of games getting postponed and things like that, guys, I just want to say that football played there. It looks like they're going to play their whole season. First of all, second of all, if we see a lot of these postpones and and canceled games, it's not like football where you can just reschedule it. It's more difficult. Yeah, well, than I mean, that. you have to understand that usually in the bowl, I mean, you almost some teams get a month. Yeah, for during the bowl season, there's such a huge gap, right? So there was a bunch of postponements, cancellations, and stuff like that. But in basketball, it goes straight from regular season into two, what, three, four days later, you're in the the conference tournament, and then what, you get a week before the NCAA tournament or any other postseason tournament. Sometimes it's less, right? So uh, unless they're willing to push it back and spread it out, you know, and have a May madness, then you're definitely going to have to change some things in certain conferences and in, in, in certain protocols. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, they got it. They're going to have to figure it out. So yeah. anyway, and, and if it goes what do you, to anything, but go ahead. If it goes to what? Well, if it, what Beheim talked about with, you know, conditioning and everything like that. I remember last year, one of the big things we had was well, problems with Niagara is just how, you know, aggressive their defense was. They were pressing. They were just all over the place. And then if they haven't had a chance to, kind of get their cardio basketball cardio back up then uh that might be more difficult for them to pull off this year and or against us and i just hope that we can come out after having a game we have a good starting five uh, i just don't want them to have to play 30 plus minutes to win this game and i'd like to see some of the other guys 
yeah, I'd like to see some guys get some rest to be um, be nice to you know, like we were talking about Notre Dame, just build that lead up and get some of these other guys out here and, and, and see what they can do. You know, but we'll see. Obviously, you know, it's yeah. gonna be um it's gonna be difficult. So Well, I mean you want them to have is you want them to maximize their minutes with with each other on the court so they can get that continuity, but at the same time with such early in the season against teams that you shouldn't have to worry about that much. You'd like you would much more like to see Newer faces go out there and see what they can do and get some more experience with depth. You so, know, because we know what we got with our top five. Right, exactly. So quickly, what do you, you you know, we say we're looking for improvement. I mean, I'd say I'm looking for for better defense. I felt like the scoring was good while they were playing a decent. You know, they were facing the press and they were getting. You know, they faced a little bit different defense and they were they struggled at first, but they ended up being able to score quite a bit. You know, so what do you what are you looking for? You look at just look at the closeouts and the defense as well, or you got something? Yeah, else? I mean that's pretty much it. The way that this game's matched up, and even the Bryant game, um, you don't shoot good from the three point line, then you're really not going to be in this game if you're Niagara, you know. And that's what Bryant did, and that's why you saw us come back um, in the second half because it, they didn't hit just them. Out. At a, at, yeah, basically. So if they can't hit threes and. and and they can't play defense against us as well and, and kind of get stops. Because, I mean, we could have shot a lot better. We could have scored a lot more points with some missed bunnies and stuff like that. And if that gets taken care of, then you're talking about a lot more points. So um, unless Niagara is just really hot from three and we can't close out again, like you said, um, that's really what you're looking at. Teams like this, that's that, what they need to do against a 2-3 zone Um with a team that's got the talent like we have. Uh, we always rely so. on teams. A lot of them start hot, and we always, well, this won't last. Well, this won't last. It's like the same thing. Sometimes and it's like, it does. I know, sometimes it does last. And we're, we're, always, we're always the fans that are like, oh, well, you know, this is how it is, and this is, you know, it's, it's like freaking Groundhog Day. You know, it's like when you watch, when we watched the first SU football game of the year, we, we knew what the problem was. I don't want to have to sit here and talk about defense yeah. all year, all year. No. It's going and to get. There's always been that guy too, right? Yeah. Who's the guy on the other team that averages six points? It's going to have eighteen because the, he hits the, six threes. The the guy, yeah, the, the guy. guy, the guy. You know. I don't give a shit what you or anybody else thinks or writes. Oh, so what do you think about that? Okay, so mm. got nothing to say. Oh, oh my gosh! I forgot almost before before we go into fan feedback. Before we, or excuse me, before we go into ACC picks, that's it for basketball. By the way, I I got one from Daryl. Daryl's upset, and golly, I hope I can find this. Yes, I got it. It's right here. Daryl, top. Did I say golly? Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. I did. Daryl, top top fan on Facebook, Daryl. That's real. That was real life. <laughs> that was real life. Thank you, Daryl, for being a top fan. We love you for it. He says, Sean and Joe, so to answer a few questions. First, I listened to the entire hour and 24-minute podcast episode Sunday night. Second, I believe one hour is good amount of time for you guys, basically, is what he's saying. Uh, third, I believe... <laughs> uh, uh, the ACC teams testing three times a week. This is a good number. Fourth, Bayheim's Bay act towards local reporters is getting old. I'm sick and tired of his you know, SHI you know, attitude uh, towards media members when they ask the tough questions and when he, and he lashes out. 
it's okay. We will have more players transfer at year's end. Again, due to the lack of playing time, future players see what coach does and can obviously deter players from wanting to come to Syracuse. So I have, if there was an episode I think we did last year with James where we talked about coach kind of went off. I think it was on Mike Waters or something, right? And we're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. See, here's the thing. Like, you, we don't, we just see that what happens in the presser. Okay. Right. And, you know, we kind of took Mike Waters' side, being like, well, I don't know. You know, I didn't feel like he was asking a terrible question, but we, we don't know. And so here's the thing with Coach Daryl is that, um, and this is why I stick up for him. First of all, I have a, I have a, I had a problem, and Joe and I had the same problem with the press conference that we're talking about specifically. And that is that when he was talking about all of these things, no one had any follow-up questions to what he was talking about. And he was obviously frustrated about it. And no one asked him some follow-up questions to make it a story about his frustrations with the protocols. Or to gain, yeah, or to, to, to gain, gain information, clarity. clarity, anything like that. So... My point is, is that they're going to go into those press conferences with an agenda already ready to write things. I'm not saying they all do that. I'm not saying, I'm just saying in general, they're going to get their story that they want to get. And that's why they're going in there and they're going to try to get that story. They already have an idea of what they're going to probably be doing, right? So, you know, coaches dealt with, with the local media and the, and the national media too. I mean, he's went off on plenty of national guys too, okay? Oh, yeah. For, for, for you know, various reasons. And so he's dealt with the Syracuse media. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's been 40-something years. What, this is in his 45th season or something like that? Yeah. And, you know. And he pays attention. And, and he, he pays attention and he reads everything. And there was the whole thing with Jerry McNamara where there was an anonymous assistant coach that said Jerry Mack was overrated. Well, we don't know that. That's never, no one's ever told us who that anonymous coach was. Okay, we don't know that. We, for all we know, honestly, they made that up. For all we know, honestly, they could have made it up. Right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe Coach knows oh, something yeah. we don't. So I'm just saying that you got to look at it from Coach's perspective, too. I think it's clear when Coach crosses a line, and I think he has, but we don't know why. Like I said, we would never really know the full story. Go no, on. we don't, right? And I mean, Stephen Bailey, he was a reporter at SarahUse.com, and we don't know what happened with that. And then he goes to two, four, seven sports. So again, there's things behind the scenes that no one really knows. And they haven't even had a game, right? So this reaction to him is based off either past experiences or like he said, I mean, from what I gathered, he said, this isn't football. He read and all the football. Seemed, stuff. And it seemed to me that he's been reading the football stuff and seeing right. how he's been, the questions he's been asking Dino and then how he frames it in his, in his um, articles. So right. he had something to say about it, and he said it. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. To Daryl's point, to Daryl's point, I understand, I can see that side of it too, Daryl. I can. I can see the side that you're coming from where the act may be getting old. You think it's disrespectful. You're worried about recruiting. But, but maybe certain reporters' acts are getting old as well, right? Well, well maybe, but if I you mean, listen, and this is, this is a but to – an example. When Coach went off on the 10 effing games thing with Jerry McNamara, uh, 
that that soldered that relationship. That was Jerry. Jerry, if you listen to Eric Devendorf's podcast with Jerry McNamara, that Jerry McNamara is like forever loyal to coach for that. So as far yeah. as like the kids not being, you know, the kids not, um, you know, the recruiting thing. I mean, recruiting I can see where stuff, you're. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from from with that a little bit, but you got some of it. Yeah, some of it. But sure, there's, but there's for an, as many people that <clears throat> that might like sway them. There's that many more people that are like, oh man, this, this guy's real. got my back. He's gonna tell me, but he, he's real. He's gonna tell me what it is, and he's got my back. He's looking out for me, right? Yeah. And I mean, and, that's how he is. He'll go up. He'll tell a recruit in the off season, hey, you're not gonna play here. You should probably transfer. Yeah, and I'll help you him know, do he, it. He, he tells it how it is. He always has, and I don't really at this point understand why people even uh, question it or why it even really. He's been doing it his whole surprises career. them, right? Yeah. Well, I can understand to Daryl's point how it gets old. Seems disrespectful. You caught you caught Bailey in like a deer in the headlights, and I yep. felt bad for Steven. You know, I think you know I felt bad. You know, but it's none. Of, it's really I don't know what's going on there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I read Steven's stuff. So in in right. but even, who's to say that reporters can't be held accountable at some point? Well, they they absolutely need to be. So and that's kind of that, right? That's kind of that, pretty much. So anyway, I didn't mean to go on and on and on, but I did. No, that was the saying. that was the one I meant to start off with, by the way. And I knew I was missing something, so uh, forgive me. It looks like we're gonna go over an hour again, which is fine, which is fine. But we got to start to get these Darryl. things down. Start to get these things down a little bit. At Oil Cuse on Twitter says, "Love the pod." He loved it. He thought the last episode was great. He enjoyed it. He listened to the whole thing, but he says, "Joe puts ketchup on his hot dogs." And look, that's gross. <laughs> that's freaking gross, Joe. Okay, that's a is this true? Spread by you, and that's just—it's not going to happen. I do not put ketchup on my hot dog. Ah, it doesn't Patrick, happen. Captain Patrick, Joe puts ketchup on his hot dog. Man, that is disappointing stuff right there. All Don't. right, Joe. So you nasty. So look, Syracuse <laughs> heads into Notre Dame at thirty-three and a half point underdog. That's a ton of points, Joe. That's a ton of points. What are they gonna do? Huge time. <laughs> it's huge. By the way, your ACC picks of the week brought to you by Bat Online. So yeah, you kicked my jo- butt last week. Oh yes. By the way, I got the belt back. Uh, four and one, I believe. I reckon is what we came up with before we oh, started yeah, the show. Oh yeah, you went four and one. I went. Two and three, congrats, bud. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the uh, that's the best one week record of the year so far, I believe. It is. So, anyways, Bet Online said they called. They said, "Look, we're gonna keep sponsoring you guys. Keep this up. Do a good job. One of you has got to nail it." So, go ahead, Joe. Syracuse. I'm gonna give this one to you first, buddy. Three, they're getting thirty three and a half points, man. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna take Syracuse. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Look, <laughs> last game of the year. That's a lot of points. Uh, I don't think that Notre Dame really has to do anything flashy here. Like I said, get in, get out. Get in, that's get out. How I would, that's how I would be if I was just, um, if I was the coach. And, uh, you know, you have the talent to do it. Just run and uh, do your little dink and dunk efficiency passing like you have with uh, Ian Book. And then he'll run as well. So, Again, uh, unless they play a perfect game and we just lay an egg, I think that the way that this game is going to play out, it's going to be tough to beat 
33 and a half points. I would I really want to go against you, but I am going to hold hope one last time and for a couple reasons. First of all, I went against the orange last week and you did as well and we lost, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And I'll take we've that. We've been going take, back and forth and we've been right. losing every week. You're right. And I mean, <laughs> right, exactly. So we, we haven't really nailed it down yet. But, um, you know, it's the last game of the year. I'm going to take Syracuse as well. Are you writing these down, Joe? Because it doesn't sir, look yes, like you're sir. really doing anything per the usual. I'm, so, I'm, I am. Um, so I will take them because because I, I it's the last game. I already said that I, I my, my hope is that they keep this thing close enough to just drag it out. For four full quarters for Ian Book and these in these other guys, and I just um, that's what I hope for. So that's where I'm going. My my heart's in that one. All right, Boston College heading into Virginia as a six point underdog, and you know what was the game of the week last week that we chose? Oh, I forget. <sighs> I feel like that was two weeks ago. It's only I feel like it was forever. Yeah, no, well, thank that four day weekend is, huh? Yeah, right. I know it feels like it was. So Virginia is a six point favorite. Yes. All right. Yep. And so you know Boston College. What? What? what let's see. Let's, where was I at with this Boston College last? They they beat they beat Louisville, but they didn't beat them by enough, in my opinion. I feel like they should have beat them by more. They did cover though, right? Yes. And. Because of that, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Boston College, man. I'm 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 gonna, I'm think I'm going to take Boston College. Hmm. Um, because. Because um, hold on, I'm looking at something here. I wanted to see. Gosh darn it! Why won't this work right? Nothing ever work. Well, nothing's working right today. Ger- what is <laughs> what is German Bundesliga? What is, what is that? What's Bundesliga? Oh, Bundesliga. Oh, is That's it? That's a German <laughs> soccer league. Is it? Why am I yes. looking at it? Why is it in front I have of me? No idea. Okay, here we go. All right, all right, all right. So, all right, I I've got it back. We're in we're in business. You all right, man? Yeah, UVA didn't get to play last week. Yeah, Boston College did. You know, I don't know if they had any injuries or anything like that. But um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I said. I'm gonna go with Boston College. Six points. Um, okay. So you're going to go Boston College. Me, I am going to go. I'm going to stick with the Virginia pick. Uh, last week, I thought they were going to beat up Florida State pretty good. They're getting getting people healthy because things are getting canceled. And Boston College, actually, their starting quarterback did get hurt last week. And oh, their awesome. backup Thanks quarterback. What's that? I said, that's awesome. Thanks for letting me know. Well, I mean, you wanted to go first, right? So their backup quarterback uh, threw for two touchdowns after Phil uh, Jerkovic was hurt. Um, and Jerkovic. So Stop calling. Jer- sorry. Jerkovic. And, um, yeah, I don't know. They have their backup. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but uh, I'm going to go Virginia here. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> so. Next on the on the slate here, Georgia Tech heading into NC State as a seven point underdog, getting the seven there. And man, mm, man, really? Georgia Tech just destroyed Duke. 
I just destroyed them. I, I think they covered with the seven points at NC State. I don't think I don't think that's going to be an issue. What Georgia Tech? Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia Tech. No, the team that Syracuse beat. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Okay. They also beat, you know, Clemson one year too. Yeah, I'm going to take NC State. Good. NC State played probably the worst game they could have possibly put against Syracuse and still beat us by seven. That's true. And they're playing That's home true. against a team that we beat. 56 so, points, though, on Duke. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, but Duke's not really that good. I understand that. I understand that. How many we got left? One? Two. Two. Yeah, Miami Duke and this one here. Clemson at Virginia Tech. Look, you know, this is a lot of points. <laughs> How many? It's 21 and a half. Ooh. At Virginia Tech. Yeah. Clemson comes into that game, obviously, as a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. So, oh, man. Oh, Naturally. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <sighs> man. This is a difficult one. I think all the Clemson games, just because the spreads are so broad, <laughs> they're just so all so hard to pick. Just go back to your thought, man. Just go back never to bet your... against never bet against Clemson. I'm gonna take Clemson. Mm. Me too. Okay. That's pretty much it. Virginia Tech's been way too up and down. Uh that's just that's really it. I don't know if they're gonna have fans with all this COVID stuff and I just it's gonna take a lot of mistakes for for Clemson to not cover them. When was the last time Or bad weather? Yeah, well, Miami comes into Duke as a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. And, you know, like we just said, Duke just got demolished. You know, 14 points at Duke, that's kind of 14-and-a-half at Duke. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. This one's tough. When was the last time they even played, bro? I don't care. I'm taking Miami. Really? Okay. They didn't play last week. Um, it's fine. All right, I'll take Miami. By the way, we're under an hour. How how beautiful is that? Giving you guys what you want. That's what we do here at the Q's Militia. We appreciate three, you three guys listening. Same. So we give you what you want. It's game of the week, bro. Game of the week for me is going to have to be... It's going to have to be... Golly. Boston College at Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think that's probably the one. I wanted to say Virginia, Georgia Tech at NC State because it might have been a horrible no. pick. Dude, SU at Notre Dame. Yeah, let's hope so. Is that where you're going? Yep. Really? Yep. Homer. That's a Homer move, man. I like it. I like it a Don't. lot. I like it a lot. All right. That's it. Did we cover everything? Can you have some more energy the next time we do this? Oh, it's kind you? of important to come here. With the necessary amount of energy to, you know, get people pumped up. That's what we're trying to do, right? Get people pumped up. <laughs> right? I am sorry if I feel like... Dude, uh, you are like... being a bum. You do this once in a while, you're just a bum. And tonight you're being a bum. 
<sighs> and I was in a great mood coming here, man. Grabbed a beer, got f- basketball on. Michigan State's tied with Duke right now, 31-31, minute 42 in the first. Come in here. You ready, Joe? I'm ready, man. Okay. All right. Oh, Brought me down, dude. Screwed. That's not how that was, bro. That's how that happened. That's Thank how that happened. <laughs> Joe puts ketchup on his hot dogs, folks. That is that is what we learned today. <sighs> Thank you, Captain Patrick, for that. And <laughs> And if you guys put ketchup on your hot dogs, man. I would tell you not to listen, but I love you too much. Plus, we need your support. Okay? We're dying over here. All right? <laughs> 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 Thanks to Joe's lower energy. All right. Look. <laughs> get, we're getting out of here. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. Yeah, Once again, in, in, in just... You must be gluttons for punishment. We appreciate you. Thanks, Ben Online. Thanks to Manscaped. For Joe, I am Sean. We're out of here. Low energy Joe. Exclamation point.